Hey, welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of student ministry. Uh, my name is Gina Abbas, and I'm one of the hosts. And today we have a guest host, Joe Graham, with us. Um, he, Joe, take a second, introduce yourself. Hey, good to be back. Uh, one of the pastors at Harbor Churches work with Gina, and we are doing an episode today all about hiring. And we're actually in the middle of a bunch of hiring, so that makes it even more relevant. I feel like as soon as we stop recording this, I'm going to call Gina and say, hey, did we do all those steps? How are we doing in that? So I am excited to enter into this conversation and share a little bit about uh, what hiring looks like for us. Um, Joe, this week, tell us what it's been like. What's been on your plate? How's your week been? I've been in a lot of interviews this week. Uh, we, we have a number of interviews across our campuses in different ministry areas. And so one of the one of the hats that I wear at Harbor is I oversee our HR processes for recruiting, hiring, um, uh, adding new team members. And so uh, just, just last night, we had uh, two interviews with some candidates. And, you know, it's really exciting to do interviews because you get to meet uh, amazing people uh, every step of the way. And you're, uh, I always love to ask the question, like, why did you push send? Like, what? that's an act of courage. And so anyone who opens themselves up to having a conversation about potentially a new job, it, I want to talk with that person because something is going on in their life that compelled them to pursue that. And so we get to enter into really cool space with people, but then we also, it gets tricky too, because then we have to navigate, okay, how do we make decisions about who, who's going to be the best fit? Um, what's going to, for what the, the needs of the job are and for then like what the church context is, what the personality of all the other people on staff is and how, how can we, how can we make a good, a good match for the person, uh, for the job and for the church? Yeah. I, I mean, I've been in student ministry a while. I don't never like to say quite how long, uh, but I've had a lot of people just ask me, what are some like tips for interviewing for jobs? I've also been like, I have interviewed for positions and, but I've also, you know, done interviews where I've interviewed candidates. So I just thought it'd be really helpful for those of you out there that are find yourself hiring or interviewing just to have this conversation and hopefully help each other out here. Um, Joe, as you've had the opportunity to like lead searches for Harbor churches, what like advice or tips do you have for candidates who are applying for a student ministry position? Be yourself. That's an interview is really a get to know you kind of conversation. Usually if we're inviting someone into a conversation, it's because we're interested in getting to know them and we want to know who they are. Uh, know their level of authenticity. Are they, do they, is it natural um, to have a conversation? Those are usually the things we're trying to discern when we're in interviews. Usually my, my philosophy around hiring is you don't necessarily want to bring people in for an interview unless you actually believe they have the competency and skill set to do the job, because otherwise you're probably just wasting uh, their time and creating false hope and wasting your staff time. You want to bring in people that you think could do the job. And then you're trying to discern, is this, is this the right person? Are they interested? Uh, do they have questions for us? And so I, I was told early on by a mentor, uh, when you interview, remember that it, interviews go both ways. So, so be yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be direct. And I've seen, I've seen interviews that go really well and I've seen interviews that don't go so well. And so I believe the best advice is to just be yourself. Yeah. And I want to back up for a second. 
to those that find themselves never landing the interview, like they don't even get that far. Um, so I just, I wanted to share a couple of just tips or hacks, things that might help you. And then Joe, feel free to chime on too. Um, one is make sure your resume looks good. Like it's interesting that we, I've gotten, we've gotten so many resumes this summer for different positions at Harbor churches. Some of them were like templates that people forgot to even like swap out words for. A lot of them are just really not fun to look at. Um, there are really, really easy templates you could buy on like Etsy for like $8 that'll make your resume stand out and look amazing. Um, my other tip for you is to have a cover letter. Uh, there's been so many applications that have come in or resumes that come in and there's zero cover letter. And I have no idea that they're even applying for a student ministry position because it just looks super random. So those are just like real basic things. Cover letter, make sure your resume looks good and looks, you know, 2020, 2021, not like 1999 word something. But what about you, Joe? For people that never even get the interview, what is a way someone could stand out? Yeah, I mean, we on our end spend a lot of time discerning what our process will be from when we uh, post a position to when we meet with the position to how we make that decision. And then even before that, uh, we probably spend the most time on the actual job description itself. So that is what we're going to send to an interview team. So here is a resume for someone who is interested in this position and does your resume match what's in that job description? And then if it doesn't, because like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm changing my role or I have worked here for a while and I wanna step into this, that's what the cover letter really is about. The cover letter is like, tell us the story of why, why you're interested in this job. Because what I wanna see from my seat in hiring is I wanna see that a person in their resume in one page has the experience so that they could do what the basic description on the job is. So those, because, and unfortunately, when you get 25 resumes for a position, you're going to look at them pretty quickly. So the, the bullet points, this is just me. I like bullet points. I like to see, okay, where do they go to school? Where have they worked? A few dates about how long they've been there. Um, I wonder, like put them through my network of, hey, maybe I know somebody who knows this person. Those are the things that I'm looking for. Do they actually have the experience and the skill set that would apply to the job that they're applying for? And even if your resume isn't isn't awesome, um, I might give some give someone an interview because they're connected somehow, like networked. So I would encourage you if you find yourself having a hard time landing an interview or getting to a next step, is continue to build relationships. And see every opportunity, every interview as an opportunity to build a relationship with someone that maybe it's a no right now, but they might hire you in three years. Um, and there's people that I have invited into a process because someone I trust knows them. Um, so don't underestimate just the power of continuing to build relationships and not to be like, oh, because you're trying to get something out of it, but because ministry is relationships. Um, so if I would just encourage people to keep networking and just making friends with people who are doing the kinds of jobs or ministry that you're interested in. Um, Joe, what about if you've like applied for a position? How do you like stand out when you get like that? For, you said be yourself, but what are some other tips for how to stand out 
when you're in an interview? Feels like a loaded question, doesn't I know. it? There's got to be some hacks or do's or don'ts. Come on. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think about professionalism. I'm really yeah. in my life. I had a, when I was a high school student, I became a lifeguard at the country club in Midland, Michigan, and they, our bosses, talked about professionalism, being on time, how you talk to people. Um, do you wear your uniform correctly? Those kinds of things where like, if you forgot your uniform, yes, we're going to send you home to get it. And so I just think there's a basic level of professionalism. I mean, this, we are, and this is student ministry. So there is a sense of like, it is laid back. It is relational, but your first interactions are going to define perception. So if responding to email, that matters, how you respond to email, your availability, uh, really matters. Um, what you wear to the interview does matter. You know, you're going to bring in parents, you're going to bring in uh, students, you're going to bring in co- potential coworkers. Like, whatever you, we had, we did an interview, someone had a tie on. I actually really like that because it shows that they made the effort to put a tie on, even on Zoom. And so that to me communicates that they care and that they take the job seriously. And so uh, it's the, it's the be yourself, but also find that, it's finding that balance of, selling who you are and being humble with that too. Though those, if you were to ask, okay, what's the number one characteristic that I'm looking for? It's humility. I want, I want to work with people who are, who have humility and are seeking to be humble. And so that's, uh, that's a hard thing uh, to name because it's a little conceptual, but those, those are the things that uh, at least, I think at Harbor, we really value, like, is the person humble? Are they teachable? Do they like to play on a team? Um, and do they like to work hard? And that's, uh, that's where, like, I think the professionalism piece uh, starts, to, starts to show up. Yeah, I think another thing is you will be asked, do you have any questions for us? Like, that'll be a part of your interview. Always have questions. Just think through ahead of time, what are some questions that you can ask? Because when you're put on the spot, you might get nervous and not think of anything. So just come to the interview prepared with a few questions to ask the people that are interviewing you. That makes a big difference. What about, you know, this has been hashtag 2020. Um, What about Zoom interviews? Do you have any like feedback for how to make a Zoom interview not totally lame? answer that's even harder because every you know where like first think about where you're going to do the interview think about uh does it is there is there good internet did you make the effort to make sure you had good internet that you weren't going to get interrupted those kind of things matter and i think 2020 in some ways has actually ripped off the band-aid in terms of all the things we expect i was in an interview we had someone their their kid popped in and then the dog popped in and it was like i get it that's just that's just the the nature of things it's like uh my favorite moment in uh in any worship service is when there's an like an an an, an error or like, and then someone acknowledges it or like it isn't as polished because it actually makes us human. And so I think in interviews, like things that make you human are really, really good, but like that you're comfortable enough and you're prepared enough uh, to, to, to roll with that. And so over Zoom, it's, I mean, it's kind of the, it's the new West, it's the new frontier in terms of interviews. So it can be challenging to do that. And I am, longing for the day where we don't have to do as many interviews uh, over Zoom. Yeah, I were interviewing someone on Zoom. Do you think lighting, and you mentioned that lighting is important. We want to be able to see you. Um, and if you can use a computer, 
use a computer so your hands are, you know, free and all of that. Um, it's helpful. But Joe, from um, you sit on the executive team and you're thinking through like hires from a central perspective generally, um, but also looking at fit for different campuses. But from the seat that you sit in, uh, what are some best principles and practices for those in the multi-site world who find themselves with a position to fill at a campus, um, how, what are some things you do to help make sure it's a good match, not just for the campus that that person will be working for, but also just a good fit for the organization? So you're asking the process question. A little of both. Yeah, process. A little of both. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've been quoted like it's the crockpot method or the smoker method where hiring is about building relationships and ideally um, so if you're in a position where you're leading hiring processes, like if you have like a conference that you're attending as a staff, or we go to the exponential conference a lot as a church planning organization. And often we've brought people who we think are going to be great fits someday at Harbor and like, just going, like going and having an experience together. It's almost like youth ministry 101, like go do something together, hang out, get to know each other. That Those are some of the best ways to find out how people are. There is something about going to a restaurant that makes a difference to me. I can observe how the person treats people they don't know, their graciousness with uh, servers, their graciousness with strangers. Uh, just those social interactions really matter to me. And so that's thrown me for a loop in this COVID season. So I think it's a process that you have to nurture and develop and like I said, I'll go back to, we'll have initial conversations to see, does this person have the competency and the skill set uh, to do the job that is required of the job? And then what, are, what we're discerning next is, is, is this person called to this position? And then do they have chemistry and fit with what the position will be? So there are some essential uh, characteristics. And this is where having clarity around where you are at as an organization or a church really matters. So usually... I feel like a lot of our interviews, my role in some ways is to give the Harbor Church's infomercial about mission, vision, values, uh, the story of who we are, what we, where we've been, where we are today, and where we hope to go, and then how this specific position fits into the entire uh, staff and the culture and vision of Harbor Churches. So it's a, I, I kind of look at, at it as a process, and then uh, we, we did this last night because we had interviews. Uh, when we were together, I, I have this like, hey, let's sleep on it. Uh, best practice. Like, don't ask a team after like a couple hours of interviews to like quick make a decision. I mean, unless you unless you absolutely have to, I don't, you're not gonna like you're gonna get off that call and then go call the person and say, hey, you're out or you're in. Usually it we we can all sleep on things. And I believe like the best, the best thinking actually happens out of rest and time. Does that get out of Gina? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Just because you're you're hiring for a campus, but you're also trying to hire for a fit for the whole organization, especially in multi-site. We do so much work collaboratively. So just um, having a process that really considers both of those things is so important. Um, yeah, and in the in the multi-site world, like you'll find that like you wear many hats. It's, it's the multiverse. And so whenever, so I think from an executive leader role, we're going to ask this person to do this. And if they excel at this, they're probably going to also step into this and then they might step into that. And so we're really looking for people who know how to multiply themselves. Like those are like, those are the 
credentials or uh, characteristics that if you can, if you can multiply yourself, you're going to go far um, in a church planning organization at a multi-site church. And so you also want to be careful, like, does this person actually want to do student ministry? I think that's one of the questions that I, I ask every person we interview for student ministry. Do you have day-to-day passion that gets you out of bed to hang out with students to recruit leaders, to work with parents, and to help students get to know Jesus, and to to keep the thing going. And if if you don't have that day to day passion, like I want to celebrate that because you know that. Um, the I think it's a it's, it's always a back and forth in student ministry. If anyone wants to call it a stepping stone ministry, and depending on who you're talking to and how they're feeling that day, but like it's it is a thing that we need to name. And the same is true of like all different positions. Like if you're a worship leader, do you love Sunday mornings and leading worship? If you don't you probably shouldn't be a worship leader. And so do you absolutely love hanging out with kids? Do you have passion for developing leaders? Uh, do you have passion for what this thing is? That's really important to me. That doesn't mean you're going to do it always, but I want to know what your passion is. And so those are some of the questions I'll also try to uncover uh, in an interview. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think that's what, one of the things I wanted to wrap up with is um, if we, we know it's not a stepping stone. Like, um, going into student ministry, we don't want it to be a stepping stone. But at the same time, from the seat that you sit in, Joe, we have a lot of talented people that are doing great ministry and multi-site student ministry. Um, but what are some practices or principles to embrace for those that are in a multi-site church doing student ministry and are hoping to maybe be considered for other positions down the road. Not that this is just like, oh, let me just get through the youth ministry thing, but they're just genuinely in ministry. That's where they're called to right now. But there is this like yearning to be part of maybe a larger journey towards a leadership position within an organization, whether it's eventually being a campus pastor or leading like a regional student ministry team. What are some ways that leaders can continue to grow within their organization, still being faithful to where they're at in the moment, but where, um, but being able to just grow as a leader to whatever God is calling them to next? This is the self-leadership and initiative question, really. And so if you're looking to grow in your leadership capacity, it's on you. You have to take initiative and make an effort to, to learn uh, new things, to uh, discover what your growth edges are. I really recommend um, finding a leadership coach in some ways. Maybe you have professional development money. You can go to a conference and you're going to learn a bunch of cool stuff and you're going to have a lot of fun. If you really want to grow, you're going to have to find a guide who can help you grow. There may be actually somebody in your organization who could have that kind of relationship with you where, hey, I really want to grow. Could you, could you coach me and help me grow? And could we enter into kind of like a mentoring and coaching relationship? And then there, there's all kinds of people who do like Enneagram and strengths. Uh, Leadership 360, I have a good friend who does. I have some good friends who do that. That's a really helpful tool. If you're going to go the long haul in ministry, and I know not everybody likes to hear me say this, I do think it means some kind of further education, at least at least in our system um, and the tradition that we come from. Further education does lead towards more opportunities, and different traditions have different views and values around this. My experience has been, though, that uh, people with experience and people with education 
are the ones who do advance to those other positions. And so um, that that's just that's the thing. I, I wish it wasn't true. Um, I was in student ministry. I, I love learning, so I really I really do like school. But like when I finished my uh, seminary degree, it's unbelievable the amount of opportunities that started to come my way. It was almost it was almost like, oh really? But so it is. But I think it's it shows that you've done that work. And so the degree isn't necessarily about the degree. It's that you've done that work. You've done that. Uh, you've put in the effort to learn and grow and know more things so that you can be better at what you do. And so it really comes back to self-learning and initiative. And that's, I think, how people grow and become available uh, or even attractive to new positions. Yeah, that's so good. Continuing to be just a self-aware leader and a leader that really seeks development. Um, all right. Any final thoughts or words of encouragement for those who are either hiring right now or are find themselves looking for a student ministry position um, at this time? Any final last words or encouragement for them? Trust the process. We believe God uh, calls us into leadership. That's an internal thing that we experience in our own walk with Christ. And then that's uh, confirmed by an external community that may ask us to step into a leadership process or a leadership role. And so I say, trust the process. The process is ours to be faithful to. Um, it's ours to find and then discover it's been found for us. So as you lean into uh, who God is calling into a position that you're trying to fill or that position that you're, you yourself are pursuing, my best encouragement to you is to just trust the process Take one step at a time. And as the sun sets and the sun rises, God is with you and God is faithful. Thanks, Joe. I think those words, trust the process, have been in my brain a lot. This past year, I said yes to grad school, which added more to my plate. Um, but your those words, trust the process, it was like, okay, when do you get in? Oh, I got in. Oh, okay. And then the next step, can yeah. you afford it? Oh, wait. Okay, the financing worked out. The next step, and trusting the process, whether it's saying yes to the next step in your education or looking for a job. That that's awesome. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks, Joe, for those words. Absolutely, and like one last thing, and I have this rule too, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Like whenever anyone reaches out to you about like a job, like do you like coffee? Do you like lunch? Like say yes to it because it enlarges your network. And even if it's not interesting and you're like, no, I actually love what I get to do. It just confirms what you're already doing. So I say always have lunch, always have coffee because you always have to trust the process to discern what the next right step is. Yeah. <laughs> and it also might be a no for now, but then you're like, oh, wait, five years later, we work together. Remember that coffee? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks, multi-site family. Um, thanks, Joe. Joe, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, I know you do some Enneagram coaching. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, at Enneagram.work on Instagram and then at JoeGram.work um, is my website. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Youth Leader Gina on all the things. If you need any interviewing tips or tricks, we'd 
happy to help you out or tell you if your resume is ugly or not. Uh, anyway, multi-site world, we love you. Thanks for sharing time with us. You can find us on Twitter at MultiMultiPod and find the MultiMulti podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. We'd love it if you took a moment to rate us or leave comments if there's anything we can do to serve you or you have ideas of ways that you've rocked interviews. We'd love to hear that too. We love you. Grace and peace, everyone. Bye.